I talk to strangers day or night. I talk to strangers in any kind of line. It makes sense to me to believe in the kindness and the trust I having an interesting morning already. I am sitting here in, where are we, Cobble Hill? Yeah. With Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> We're re-recording because we had a great conversation yesterday. It's the redux. <laughs> We're going to try to capture some of the fabulous elements, but it's always a new conversation. Absolutely. Um, Kathy and I met... How many years ago now? Uh, it was 2014, so 2014. Five, about five years ago in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. 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 Five years ago, we met in New Orleans at a mutual friend's um, surprise 50th birthday, John yes. Tebow's surprise 50th birthday. So, and now Kathy is in New York staying with John and Kathleen. Colleen. I mean, Colleen. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, it's so funny. I have so many Kathleen's in my life. And then Polly, I called someone the wrong name at the shelter yesterday. It was really bad. Ooh. No, it was not I do bad. that at work sometimes. Or I'll grab the wrong prescription bag. Ooh. Nope. Don't oh, want yeah. it. What's your birthday? Not it. Okay. I know. Well, mistakes <laughs> do get made. When we were just sitting here and a stroller started to roll back into the street and I ran and caught it. So... We're just, it's a morning of just forgiving people's mistakes and yes. correcting wrongs. And <laughs> yes. And, and being there for other people. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We are definitely, we, we, we have to be there for other people. And it's interesting because we're saying it's kind of a funny morning. I had a, a road rage incident and then the stroller incident. And, so, but we're trying to, you know, recalibrate, yes. right? Yes, exactly. And then we're re-recording, so it's a, right. it's a, it's a redo day. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll go with that. So, and so yesterday we were talking a little bit, and, and you were telling me you work. Um, tell me where you work in Portland. Um, I work at a place called Outside In, which is, uh, it's a clinic and social services agency for. Well, for homeless people, homeless youth, which is 30 and under, that's how it's defined by our clinic. They serve three meals a day to the homeless youth. They give temporary shelter. They try to find people permanent housing. Um, in the clinic, um, we, see, we see those people, and we see people who are uninsured, underinsured, a lot of people on the state Medicaid program, yeah. um, a lot of undocumented um, folks and um, I have people of all ages that come to the clinic so it's really diverse compared to kind of the original mission of the clinic or the the agency I guess and you're a pharmacist I'm a pharmacist there yeah yeah Yeah. so and then actually I was thinking when we didn't talk about this you know you commented recently because I had seen what was it like a medical um suppository oh right right and I had said I think we've medical cannabis suppository and I was you know I fear this a little bit because I've been a big proponent of of marijuana and I I do think that there are a lot of positives and yet whenever I start to hear lots of people 
talk about investing and all kinds of ads for investing. Right. As someone who wrote about marketing for a really long time, I get a little scared because it can go too far. I mean, I think we're looking at the opioid e- epidemic and once upon a time, you know, we weren't we weren't looking at that as anything dangerous, right? right? It was exactly. it was a help to people. Yep. So, I'm looking at those two things and wondering your opinion, your professional opinion. Well, I'd actually like to see it in, in, in Oregon. It has to be, okay, so we have recreational and medicinal um, are, you know, are allowed in yeah. Oregon. But, like, they can't, that can't coexist. Even CBD products can't coexist in a pharmacy, which I think is really silly. I think, you know... What do you mean coexist? Like, I can't, like, well, if I was in a regular retail pharmacy there working, Mm -hmm. I couldn't sell any even CBD products, which are, you know, medicinal and non-hallucinogenic and and things that people take for for pain or nausea, headaches, whatnot. So I believe that, you know... That, that should be. I mean, there, there's a lot of regulation, which is good. So things is there things that are yeah things that are sold in in uh, dispensaries have to be have to meet standards and have to be sent out for testing so that you know the percentage of THC, you know the percentage of CBD right. that you're getting or the milligrams of CBD. Right. Like it, it, I, but do people pay attention to that? That's what because here, I mean, you know, it's not legal in New York yet. Right. I guess medicinally... Medicinally, is it? I, I know I've seen a lot of CBD around, but CBD, that's not... CBD, yeah. right. Yeah. So then I think it's less regulated here because it's not legal. So then... Things, I believe that, yeah. Right? Yeah. So then we're not looking at it as much. And they put CBD... I didn't see it here at the Blue Bottle, but a lot of cafes have, have really been pushing CBD oil in your coffee. Yeah, in your coffee or yeah. in your soda. Yeah, I see that. But I guess the question is, because you know people overindulge. Yes. Right? Yes. In alcohol, in coffee, yes. in whatever. And it's the latest thing and everybody wants to feel better. Right. right. Right? So I guess my fear is like at some point anything we ingest is probably could be too much if we don't take it moderately. Right? Right. Well, you can overdose from an opioid, but it's so hard to overdose from either marijuana or CBD. I don't even know if you could overdose. Right. From. I mean, you have but to what consume are the effects? so much. What are the effects when you take too much? Well, if it's just... I don't know if it's just CBD. I've never, I've never heard anything about that. Well, you're right, exactly. The research hasn't been done yet. And, and that's part of what scares me because I used to write about food marketing. And, you know, there's, the research will be done. Yes. Somebody will, somebody who sells an alternative, probably some pharmaceutical company, right. will do the research right. to show what's wrong with CBD. Right. And, and I'm, I'm sure they find things. I mean, one of the things I was reading is that, like, the because uh, your saliva gets affected, like, That's especially true. by THC. That's true. So then what is that? What is it shutting off that you don't produce saliva? Yeah, it's almost, it's a cholinergic, it's it's almost like an antihistamine, how, how that makes you have the dry mouth and the dry right. eyes. So it's that kind of response in, that's happening in, in your brain. Right. You know, so it's blocking that, you know, it's blocking, blocking that, that cholinergic, that, you know, that whole, you have the whole parasympathetic system, nervous system is all about digestion, moving, salivating, lacrimating, right. urinating, defecating. 
Um, so if we cut that off, so if we cut that off, then you're going to, you're going to be constipated. You're going to be, you know, you're not going to be able to just, you know, let it flow. And you also, you know, it's a very calming, you know, the parasympathetic nervous system is very calming. The sympathetic nervous system is what's activated when, when we drink coffee, when we're in a stressful situation, fight or flight. Um, so you need that, you need that, like calming um you need that lubrication you know it's 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 a body lubricating internally externally so then what is it that the cbd is doing to to calm well it's it's cbd is actually acting on mu opioid receptors in your brain Uh which which it's it's different than than what how opiates act i i'm not completely completely up on all the science right. of it so it doesn't it, it it doesn't it as far as we know it doesn't have you know addic- addictive tendencies or right it doesn't there's no tolerance so you don't need a higher dose right to right get what you well that's a really good thing because i think yeah. i feel like with with all the kids that I've worked with in the projects, they're they're and forget that. I mean, the kids in Park Slope, kids all over. I mean, the, the, at the highest levels, wealth wise, and the lowest, you know, poverty levels. Yeah. We're we're drugging a lot of kids. Absolutely. You know, and and for ADHD in yep. particular. Yep. And and I watch some of these kids, and it, it just you know the teacher will always say, oh. You know, they're trying to work on his medic, you know, his levels, his ed- his medication, and and so then the kid who can't concentrate really can't concentrate because now the medication is too much or not enough. Or, and they're yawning all the time. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. it's a mess. They, yeah. If we're trying to help them concentrate, it's not working. And it's actually interesting because I was in Portland years ago, and um, we were taking a bike ride, and we saw a dispensary and. I indulge, and so, and my kids have never, they didn't know I did, because it's illegal here, so I was kind of surreptitious about it. Sure. My husband's more of a drinker and does it openly, so I thought it was a good opportunity that it, it, because it was legal, that I could stop and, you know, shop. So they were giggling, of course, and whatever, they're like pre-teens, but, um, but I went in, and the kid who, the kid who was working there... We're getting some sirens. Yes. This is real life. Um, the kid who was working there actually said he um, was. Wait, wait. <laughs> sorry, sorry, folks. You can edit that out. <laughs> um, but this this. Kid who was working there actually, we were having a conversation about it, the legalization, and he said actually when he was in high school, his parents busted him for smoking pot, mm-hmm. and um, he got in trouble, and they put him, they sent him to a psychiatrist, and then they put him on ADHD medication, and his grades plummeted. Yeah, and and I thought that that's so fascinating because. So what what do you think is better about marijuana or than than ADHD meds? Well, like Ritalin or Well, I think it depends on the the type of marijuana you're 
that you're talking about, like, yeah. and, and the person, you know, right, it's very right, right. individual. So, like, if, you know, for instance, there's the sativa versus indica yeah. argument, which indica is just traditionally more more calming, more sedating, more helps with appetite, more right. uh, better for sleep, maybe better for headaches or, you know, pain relief if you're talking about THC for those things. Yeah. Um, whereas the sativas, I think, are more activating. Yeah. And, you know, for instance, when I, I was sick for a while, I had, I had cancer and uh, I, would, I would either consume um, to help with my pain, but mm-hmm. ma- mainly what I thought it did, it, I don't think it really killed the pain, it just made me forget about my exactly. pain. But that is so, I mean, exactly, and I, you know, it's so interesting that, that you say that, because, you know, pain is in our minds. Yes. Right? It, it, it exactly. I mean, no one can tell how much pain you're in. There's no, no doctor in the world. There are pain doctors, and yeah. they, they medicate, but they're relying on you to tell them how much pain you're in. That's right. And my nephew was in the hospital and he'd had surgery and there was a chart on on oh, the yes, wall. Yes, the 10. 1 That's to 10. 1 to 10 how much pain you're in, right? Yep. And and he said there was something I don't know, someone had come in to play music for him. Mm-hmm. His father's a musician actually, not by trade, but he has been in the past a professional musician. That's an aside, but this child, you know, my nephew has been encountered music as a as a thing in his life for sure. Yeah. But but someone came in to play music for him and he said to me that his pain went from whatever the highest, like yeah. a, a nine or a ten, to like a two or a three. Right. With music. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So so in part, you know, that's a big reason why I've been doing drumming and rhythm. Yeah. Because I really do feel, and again, I'm not a scientist, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to take on someone's talk about, you know, opioids, because I can't, I can't battle it and know, but, but, but just like what you just said, you feel that you were distracted, which, and not thinking about it, which is, which is really, I mean, that's how you, that's how you get through pain. Right. Right, and and you know, I felt like I wasn't like sitting on the couch and eating a bag of chips afterwards. But I was, I would, you know, I would get all my sciency books out and yeah. like research like what I could be doing for myself. I would stretch, I would walk, I would go make food. You know, I do things active. that were good, good for myself. Yeah, yeah, doing things that are good for yourself. Right. So I mean that that's why I think I think the problem as I've seen it with people I know who've been on opioids versus marijuana for depression or for pain is that I, I do think, and that's where I do think the sativa sometimes can be active and what, what, what I think CBD alone, I said CBD alone for me, I don't really notice anything. No, you don't notice anything. And, yeah. and, but I do sort of feel like, oh, hello, we have a dog friend. No, don't apologize. Um... If, uh, I feel a little bit like when you use, like, too much conditioner in your hair. Yeah. You feel like a little heavy, like it's like a little heavy. Yeah. You know? Sure. That's kind of what CBD oil makes me feel, like just kind of a little heavy. Interesting. Okay. You know? And, but it, I mean, so I guess in that way it's more like the indica, where it's just kind of, it Bringing it down a notch or two. Yeah. Whereas I feel like I need the, like, 
the pick me up. Yeah. You know, I like to have a lot of ideas yeah. and be active and you know yeah. but but like I mean our systems are all different and right. we all need something different. Well, well and what they say about the C B D is that it actually is synergistic with the THC. So if you have like five percent C B D and five percent THC, which is a very low quantity of THC, uh-huh. then it actually works better than the C B D alone. Yeah. And so that's then but that's a really slippery slope for, for people to be out you know, I mean, five percent THC. Most most things that you can buy, you know, in the dispensaries are you know eighteen percent, twenty percent. Oh yeah. You know, they're high, but but you know, I mean, that's when it's like, okay, well, I feel like I can give my kids CBD, you know, so he can concentrate better or right. manage his headaches or whatever. But we're then, getting so specific now, right? I mean, it's, right? I mean, I, <laughs> I just think, you know, we've been talking a lot. I, I, I'd like to be a pharmacist. Like I'd like to be a pharmacist who who can do this, who can who yeah. can recommend or who can Yeah, I think you that's know, great. I mean, because I think I have the background, but I I mean, I don't I don't know a lot. So you're you know? learning about that as an addition. Trying. And, and is that something that you are doing in your in in the work you're doing now? No. No. I mean, no, not at all. It's not legal for me to do that. No? I mean, mean, it's legal for me to know about it, but it's not legal for me to dispense those things. Why? It's legal there. Because because the Oregon Board of Pharmacy has said that we need to keep it separate. They're too afraid. Oh, no, that's terrible. I know, and don't you think... Because then you have... So you don't have that as an option. No. Uh -uh. Well... And wouldn't you think that that it would be if we're trying to like you're talking about like America's most trusted profession, the pharmacist? Like, wouldn't it be great if if I could, you know, you know, well, they have to get those two things together because otherwise, oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. I, I was assuming that you could prescribe it's a, that. It's a regulatory. No, it's a regulatory thing. I mean, sometimes well, people ask me questions and I answer yet. questions as best I can. But, but would you refer people? But you, th- you I, I couldn't mean, really I, professionally I speak it. No. Yeah. I, I know we're in such a messed up time because, because there are so many options for people. And yet we have to get so many different people's opinions yeah. on, on our one body. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just met a doctor I actually like. And, you know, she's young, but she seems mellow and smart and willing to give an opinion. And, you know, she actually laughed at something I said that was kind of funny. She, you know, that's, just, that's good. That's a good sign. Super yeah. crucial. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you have a connection. Exactly. Yeah. And that connection is obviously so crucial when you're talking about your health. And mental and physical health, as we know, are so interconnected. Yes, right? absolutely. And and we were talking yesterday about nutrition and you grow a lot of food yes, we in do. your home. Yes, we do. A lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables. Yes. I mean, like primarily that's what we're eating from, you know, May through September. Yeah. You know, is our own food that yeah. we grow, you know, like I like I said yesterday, I might go buy some bananas or a pineapple or yeah. or, you know, celery. Yeah. We're not good with the celery, but <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. Yeah. But, you know, primarily we're eating potatoes, you know, potatoes, radishes, greens. Um, right now we're eating greens, beets, turnips nice. um, from the garden. Fava beans are coming. Um, lettuces I've eaten. I've made salads. So, I mean, yeah, we have something in the yard that we can eat yeah. year round. Because, you know? well, I mean, you and I were talking a little bit about it in terms of, like, 
what people need, right? Because I've been working at a, at a homeless shelter and I've been working with kids in the projects who are a lot of whom are from the shelters. And you see, what you see is, I mean, I guess we're talking about medications yeah. and we're talking about natural foods yeah. and, and growing your own foods and, and kind of understanding the earth and, and gardening and those kinds of things. And I mean, I feel like it's, it's interconnected. And it, certainly should, it should be more connected. Like I think about the patients that I'm just dispensing their medicines. We talk about food, but a lot of times I don't, I don't even know if they have that good access to food right. or maybe they've got the snap card, which is like a, you know, the, the, um, uh, uh, what am I, you know, the food, food stamps. stamps. Yeah. Okay, they've got the snap card and, you know, but, you know, they live on the street or they live in a shelter. They don't have a place to cook. Are they eating hot food? No, they're grabbing snacks at the at the convenience store, yeah. you know? So, I mean, if I could, you know, hand people a bag of groceries and provide, like, some kitchen, kitchen space, right. teach people how to make a $10 chicken last the whole week, you know, well, it's the whole person. It's the You're whole dealing person. with the whole person. You know, so when we deal with unhealthy people, which is yeah. what we're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. So people who are on the street obviously have some, you know, uh, something hasn't gone totally right for them in right. terms of how. I mean, their their the choices that they've made for their own like well-being are you know maybe some choices we could say are I don't know I, I don't even want to say it's wrong they're just not fitting in right like I, I passed the shelter where I work today and I thought you know it's like kind of like misfits right like we we look at these people who are in our society but not kind of able to get with the program right right, right. and I mean the rest of us aren't doing so swimmingly either I mean it's like it's right. not just it's not these people they're on the spectrum and they they've really kind of hit a, a rock bottom so to speak but in some ways it's because they just refuse to follow the rules or just can't follow the rules yeah, or or they they're working paycheck to or living paycheck to paycheck something happens that paycheck isn't there suddenly they're living in their car right and then the car gets towed because they're at an appointment somewhere right. Right. and then they don't have a car so right. you know so so i mean sometimes you know sometimes it's an illness or an injury yeah. that 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 starts that chain of events that people wind up on the street my thing is like i can't judge anybody like oh, yeah. you know like i'm not you know like i you know no, it's not a yeah. judgment i guess the, the women that i've been working with and when i say misfit and i don't mean that in yeah. a harsh way i yeah. just mean literally they have a very hard time fitting into what is expected of them or, or you know, what's normal yeah right normal air quote quotes. unquote exactly yeah. Well, yeah. but the, the whole thing is that i guess in, in talking about solutions, right? Because yeah. that's what we were talking about. It's coming up with, you know, because obviously as a society, we, you know, we're, we're attempting. I mean, you work in a place that is attempting to feed people and and give them services that they need and medications. and To stabilize them. Right. right. That's right. what I feel about the medications. I'm not a big medication proponent myself, but I feel like, okay, Even as a pharmacist. I know. So... <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, but, but I feel like, okay, well, we're giving you the things you need to right. manage your chronic disease state, your right. mental health, whatever it is, so that, you know, it's, it's easier for you to, to get a job, get a place to live, right. deal with 
responsibilities. Right. Yeah. But it's so interesting because I, and I, I agree with you. I mean, medication has a place, but it's been, obviously, we are seeing a lot of how it's been overprescribed. And it, and it, because like you said, it is, it helps them, right? It's easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my father got diabetes. Yeah. And type two. Right. Uh-huh. And he totally lost weight. He got scared straight. But yes. then he went on the medication and the weight started coming back. He, he yeah. didn't have to change his habits. Yep. Even though, no offense to him, it was his habits who got him into this disease state in the first place. And so part of it is that things are hard, right? Life yeah. is hard and we like our sugar or yeah. we like our, you know, whatever it is. And, 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 and especially, I think, back to pain that people have... Their habits are such that they are not active in their lives. They are not doing those things that make them feel better. Yeah. So they, they start to feel physical pain, which could be mental or physical and the combination. Yep. Right? And it's a downward spiral from there. And then you, know? you take a medication because you're in pain, and then you get addicted to the medication. Yeah, and the, and the medication is a de- depressive, de- depressant, you know. Opiates depress the system. CBD doesn't so how do we come back from that because a lot of people are being kicked off opioids and there's they're in a state of really it's like it's a transition time yeah and and so that to me is where the arts come in where drumming comes in or cooking fresh foods or learning how to may i say actively live your life yeah and 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 are we talking about that in these homeless shelters are we are we I mean I'm a volunteer yeah and and the arts therapist is is extremely glad to have my drumming workshop yeah but I'm a volunteer and I come in once a week yeah and it's I'm I'm hard-pressed to actually get the women in the shelter to my workshop because it's a little daunting for them right because they're they're shy of being part of a group I mean that's you know their difficulty getting along is partly why they're there yeah and partly what I'm trying to help them with but hard to help people who are afraid to join the group right yeah but so i mean these are things that we're not going to solve it sitting here on a sidewalk but you're right it has to be a kind of a daily like it has to be everybody i mean each person that at at the shelter or at the pharmacy or on their regular path their regular day is helping to inspire them a little bit or ask yeah. like what have you been doing for yourself or yes what what you know, have you been doing for yourself yeah. that's an excellent question so tell me about your morning because when we spoke earlier you said you were doing your morning ritual well, so what does that look like if you don't mind sharing no I don't mind sharing it's a little um it's a little I don't know it might seem gross to some people but it's not it's a fact of life I have a colostomy oh yeah yeah so I had rectal cancer I was diagnosed in 2005 I had surgery in 2007 so I've been living with this for almost 12 years this colostomy I'm cancer free now yay 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 and and so each morning, usually in the morning, I irrigate it. So I give myself an enema and then, you know, and then that's how I manage my my bathroom time. Oh. And that feels good to me to not have to carry anything around with me in a bag. Right, right. And, you know, it just feels cleaner. I feel like when I'm sick, like yeah. if, if I'm stomach sick, I can do this. And, and sometimes I put a little... Er- few like bitter herbs ginger gentian different things wormwood you know different things in there to help with a little cleansing and it's great you know it works really well for me and I I actually really want to get involved in 
in the colostomy association in Portland and teach people about what what I'm doing because yeah. it it really has profoundly made a difference in how I how I responded to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason part of the reason I didn't have surgery for two years was because I was afraid to lose my function. Yeah. So, so. It's, it's amazing, you know. I mean, we're talking about what people deal with, right? And how they how they manage. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that's what's so... And I'm sure that's... I mean, it seems to me as a pharmacist, that's probably what drew you to that, right? Is yeah. to help people yep. manage the, the conditions that they're yeah. dealing with. Yes. Right? Abs- yeah, absolutely. And that's there are okay. so many ways. And there's... You know, there are so many, I think, creative ways in which people can manage and accept that you have to really be proactive yes. to find those solutions yes. for yourself. And you have to also be try to be positive and in the moment and not be like, oh my God, I've got this thing. This is terrible. It's gross. Right. You know, like you have to, you, you do. And like you said, you have to like seek out the information. Right. And like for you and me, it's easy to find the information because we're, we're connected to the internet. We're, you know, right. we're connected to, we can walk in a natural farm, you know, a pharmacy over here, a chemist that yeah. sells all kinds of wonderful supplements and things. And they can probably help, help right. us, you right. know. But, you know, think about the people in your shelter. They don't have access to that. Right. They, you know, so it, it takes an interpersonal approach for them to, to help themselves, I yeah. think, a lot of times. I think that's, I mean, really, in they, the end, that's yeah. what we're talking about. It's like, you know, helping individuals. Yeah, they need an advocate. You right, know, exactly. They, you know? But there, there are so many, I think about it with, with InspireCore, my organization, when I was bringing arts to the kids. And, and I, I we started, you know, talking about it as a toolbox, yep. right? Yep. Like dance is a tool. You know, movement yep. is a yep. tool. You know, uh, singing is a tool. Drumming is a tool. You know, drawing and writing and all of these things are, are tools to help you boost yourself and be more creative and connect to yourself. Yeah. And and same with a health issue that we have. I mean, medication is one of many tools. Yeah. Right? And and how we use those things and how much is too much and all that the the, the decision making process for someone I mean we all need sort of you know, life coaches have become day yeah. or girl, right? Yeah. yeah. But in a way, like we need to come up with a template where Every human being has has a has a process of determining what works for them, yep. rather than pathologizing them and saying what's wrong. Right. Because diagnosticians will tell you. A friend of mine said to me, "There's something wrong with all." Of them. I yeah, mean, there's yeah. something wrong. We're not, and we're all. That just means we're all different. Yep. So when you look at me, I learn this way. I learn visually versus like. Audio, you yeah. know, I mean, there. Yeah. It's, it's not wrong per se, yeah. but it's it's how who I am. Yeah, but you know? yeah, but for me, it might be growing the food and cooking the food. For you, it might be dancing and drumming. You right, know, exactly. right, exactly, right. Um, but that prescription, if yeah. you will, I mean, I would love to see pharmacists like you, especially because you have this knowledge, start to be able to add in those kinds of tools in addition to medication or as a supplement yeah so maybe i can find you know free free classes free workshops free you know 
you know, like what additional you're doing, services. additional services, and just say, hey, have you tried this? Or hey, exactly. what do you think about that? That's exactly. a great idea. Yeah. Thank you. Be- because there's a holistic way of, of looking at our lives and the people who are in pain or suffering, as we all are in our way. Yeah. We need to come up with the tools. So, Thank you for chatting today. Thank you. It's been so fascinating. Yeah, and, and you I, gave me a little bit more that I can be doing in my in my job, in my career. Well, I think about these things because I, I, I talk to a lot of people who are suffering, and the medication alone is not making their life... Um, oh. <laughs> no, it's no. not. So, But it's great that we can have this chat, and Absolutely. I'm so glad you. that you reached out when you came to New York yeah. and that we met those years ago. So thank you. And you guys remember out there, talk to strangers because they're amazing. Absolutely.